0: Hi, I'm Shelley Daniel, theater director at Darlington, and welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today I'll be talking with Kimberly Johnston, Orofiri Coco, Anika Patel, Sadie Pachardo, Katherine Wilson, Tommy Cowan, and J.R. Johnson about our upcoming winter musical production of Lucky Stiff, opening tomorrow at the Rome City Auditorium. Thank you all for joining us.
1: Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more.
0: Well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're just gonna take a little bit of time right now. Uh, We're gonna talk a little bit about the Winter Musical and theater at Darlington. So thank you so much for for offering to be on the podcast. Okay, Um, what I'd like to start with is um, a lot of people in our community have not heard of Lucky Stiff. Uh, we're doing a musical this year that is not uh, one that you see done over and over again. So I'd like to start with kind of maybe you sharing a little bit with our listeners about what Lucky Stiff is about. Um, I'll start by saying it is a musical, it is a comic farce. But based on your experience with the show, how would you how would you tell someone what this show is or what it feels like, what it's about?
1: I would probably describe it as something like A, really goofy murder mystery but like in the best way possible it is so fun all the character dynamics are awesome i just i love it with my whole heart it's awesome (laughs) Uh, it has
2: roots in this movie uh, weekend at bernie's very kind of similar to it and it's just been a very fun thing to be part of awesome
1: i think it's also a reminder that you shouldn't take life too seriously (laughs) and it's like it's funny in like some of the silliest ways and so that's been good
0: as well
3: yeah, it has some really nice messages, too. Like, through all the chaos and, like, yeah. comedy of it, like one of the lines is, it's good to be alive. You know? That's
0: exactly why I picked yeah. the, pl- the play, Ani. I mm-hmm. love that you said that. That Because that was a song we are going to be singing all fall. I mean, we started the show in November, so we're for, for what, four months now. Um, to be singing It's Good to be Alive is really amazing and life-affirming. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I love that. No,
3: I mean, that's exactly what it is, like, empowering and positive or we
0: said that you can laugh through things that maybe you don't always like murder. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, it's funny. It's, it's this strange mix of these sort of twisted, morbid topics mixed with these really life-affirming kind of messages that are in it, and that that's what we see in farce. You know, it it um it kind of turns the dark upside down a little bit. Tommy, how would you describe it?
4: I'll piggybacking off of what um, Jr. said. It's it's a lot like um, trying to think of a comparison. I was thinking of Chronicle of a Death Foretold, where you you know someone died, and then the whole um, musical is kind of like explaining what what happens. It kind of kind of rewinds, like Mm -hmm. and like the kind of why they are there. Mm -hmm. Well, really,
0: in the very first song that you guys sing in the opener, we we tell the audience basically the entire show. And, sh- and show the murder and everything and then we sort of close the curtains or turn off the lights and rewind it and start over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have anything you want to add? Sadie how would you just describe the show? You're sort of the villain. Yeah <laughs> I don't
5: know I think I just call it like wacky but in the best wacky. way possible. Like it's just so funny and my character is just ridiculous in the best way. That's
0: so, funny. <laughs> so Yeah, your costumes, you know, talk a little bit about it was set in the nineteen eighties and oh, yeah. you have the most epic costumes. I, I think. do.
5: I have leopard, cheetah, any animal and but neon. I like to say I look like a rolling like a roller skating rink, just Perfect. like on yes. a person. Um, yeah. we discovered
0: something really fun about your nineteen eighties tracksuit.
5: Oh yeah, it makes so much noise. Yeah. And when you like and it glows in the dark oh, wow. actually backstage yes. yeah. awesome.
2: special. Yeah. No one's running into you. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: so when you when, when we announced the show, obviously you probably took a moment and you thought, oh, I've never heard of this. Yeah. What's it been like being able to dive into a show that you 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 know, a lot of times we see shows and we know we see a lot of other actors do the roles and it's difficult to kind of make the roles our own. Because we've seen it so many times, those those characterizations are automatically embedded. What's it been like doing a show that you're not familiar with, Rand?
1: Yeah, um, it really gives you the opportunity to, like, read and interpret the script for yourself, and like sort of build your own character from the ground up. Like I know um, with my character Annabelle, the way I'd seen her portrayed in like other adaptations ended up being pretty different from how I interpreted. I interpreted her character when I read the script, so yeah, it was. It's kind of freeing in a way to sort of choose your interpretation of the play and make it your own.
0: Yeah, your your interpretation has got a little this toughness and this 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 um, strength that I really love about how how you're bringing that to that character. I think it's really fresh and I think it's very original. Um, so it's well done. Thanks. What about you, Jay?
2: I've kind of. Harry is a his trope is seen in a lot of different areas he's an, he's a guy who just happens to have all these things happen to him however with this specific show I like to think I've made it my own with because all these things that are happening to him are things that are just completely out of the ordinary I like to think that he is a different outside of that trope slightly however he still has these still insecure feelings about him but I've tried to portray him as um, like... Uh, he has grit is what I've tried to say. Well he's
0: active, isn't he? He's he is. sort of not standing by for a while he is, he lets things happen to him. And then we see him change his mind and decide to be an active participant in where things are gonna go. Exactly. When you first get into the hotel room, you decide I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be a passive participant, I'm gonna I'm gonna make choices now. Exactly. I exactly. have the opportunity to make choices now. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean like that's like the actor's point of view, but for crew, I think, I mean, it's pretty similar. Like, you have the freedom to, like, kind of decide how your sets look. I mean, obviously, we don't have complete control over that, but, like, having that freedom to interpret how we see things and working with the actors on how we're going to portray it. And it's nice because it's not like a show a lot of people know, so we have the freedom to do what we want with it.
0: Yeah, I think that's also the fun part is when our audiences come in, we know that they, you know, this is going to be, Kind of a gift of something new, you know, something fresh. And that, that there's a level of excitement to me when I go to theater of seeing something that I haven't seen before mm-hmm. and sort of not knowing how it's going to end and getting to really take that journey.
4: For me, it kind of takes some of the stress away because it's like yeah. we get to decide where the bar is. Like it's yeah. not like we're trying to, you know, do a, a parody of like Hamilton where the people go in with this expectation of, right. oh, yeah. it's going to be the best musical yeah. we've seen in the last decade. Yeah. It's some, you know, we really get to you know, set our set our own standards and our own goals.
0: It also gives us the ability to be original because a lot of times if you're producing a show that your audiences have seen many, many times, there are certain expectations for what they want that show to look like and it, that can kind of bring your boundaries in a little bit for, for design. The design for this has been really fun. Um, the, the play travels all over the place. Um, do you want to <laughs> yeah. talk a little bit about some of the places, well, or dialects, the, those kinds of things? That's, that's been really fun.
1: Um, as for the places, it's it starts off in London with Harry and him finding out like the main plot of the story. And then it goes to Atlantic City, introduces Rita and her brother, and then basically the entire rest of it is set in different places around Monte Carlo. So it's just, it's super fun trying to figure out how to portray those different places in a way that's, like new and refreshing because it's a musical that not a lot of people have seen before but still in a way that communicates those places just like how it's been bouncing around so much the whole time so Mm -hmm. i think it's really
0: neat so our show is running this this weekend we're running on friday saturday and sunday shows friday and saturday are at six show sunday is at two and we're going to be at the rome city auditorium can you talk a little bit about what it's been like. A lot of you were involved in the Black Box show in the fall. Tommy, you're kind of new with us now, uh, and we're so glad you're here. This is his debut with the Darlington Players. And I know for Sadie, this is your, for, I remember on moving day you were saying, this is the first time I've walked into the Rome City Auditorium. What's it like um, moving the show into that space and as we've been doing technicals, how, how has that been? Anybody want to talk about that, or the space itself?
4: I just have to say, I'm, I was extremely impressed by like the facilities that they have there. Um, and really the facilities that we have here with the black box, like that is, it's amazing that we have a space that's set aside, you know, on campus where we can go and we can control the lights and the sound system. And we have all these resources to build our sets and you know a, a acquire props. Um, and then at the RCA, like all the dressing rooms and like. They're so nice. They are yeah. very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, They've had a renovation there over the last few years mm-hmm. yeah um, and then also I was just kind of fascinated by all the like the mechanical aspect of the drops and the lighting and all the technology that goes behind that that's a that's really cool to be able to work with
0: being able to bring we have seven backdrops in the show being able to pull backdrops in and out like that it really does as we're talking about design and you know how we're able to open mm-hmm. up and be creative that opens up a, a more options for us to be able to, to design on mm-hmm.
3: I've been performing in the RCA since I was two, so I've done all sorts of stuff in there, and so I like it, it's kind of like home, and like we said, there's been renovations recently, so it's fun seeing it, and then just all the different stuff I've done there, like I did the musical my freshman year, and now I'm ending my senior year with another musical there, and it's just cool to see like the space and how people learn to love it and mm-hmm. make it a part of the show mm-hmm. and work into it.
1: Yeah, like Annika said, um, that place just feels like home for me. I've been doing performances there since, like, elementary school. So every time we're able to go back there, it is just so nice to see how it stays the same and how much it's changed, especially with the energy we bring into the space. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I love about the theater program, is just you can bring just new, fresh, and exciting energy into any place you go and perform the show, and it's just it's so fun to see the whole process come together.
0: So to piggyback on that, we've been talking about Lucky Stiff you talk about theater and what it does. We're always, you know, when we talk about educational theater, we're talking about, you know, the skills that you get in the world of theater, but also how those translate outside of theater. We talk about the portrait of a graduate. We talk about how, how we make connections at Darlington, how we look at honor and service beyond self and how we connect what we're doing in theater to maybe other classes that we're doing and how we how we um, you yeah. know, use that as a way to build skills in our own lives. I was just curious if some of you could sort of talk about that, if, if there's anything that jumps out at you in those areas that keep bringing you back to theater. Anybody wanna? Or theater. Uh <laughs> yeah. sure. So I think theater
1: teaches you a lot about like the like honor aspect of our school's motto. Like for example, like it teaches you how to be accountable not just to yourself but to other people. Because like you're part of something greater and something bigger than yourself. And so you learn that like What you do affects how other people's day goes, how the play goes, and, like, you
0: learn to, like, be there for other people. What a great testament about community and, like, how we can value that and learn to value that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that. It's a very large team-building exercise, and I think theater's been a great experience for me personally to learn how to, like, pick up slack where other people fail in a team or just be a good team player in general.
5: Well I mean theater kind of like runs in my family. I mean my aunt performed at the RCA when she was younger so like it's really fun to be able to like make a name for myself in our community here and experiment and learn more about theater here in a different atmosphere. So I really enjoyed that.
0: What about skills? What skills are you? Are you Tommy? Tommy sang
4: I I wasn't like bad at singing, but I was like. <laughs> You're a great singer. I was, I was like not good, and it wasn't really even my voice. It's just like confidence. <laughs> really, but like being in theater and especially in a musical, it's like improved my singing and vocal skills like tenfold. It's That's been
0: amazing.
3: Awesome. But yeah, yeah. I? Um, I mean, definitely hands down, best skill. Uh, theater's taught me is leadership. I've been in leadership since my sophomore year and so one it went from like having to manage people who are older than me and I was a senior trying to make new kids feel welcome and just keeping track of everything and like the older you get the more you realize there's more to keep track of but it kind of teaches me like time management how to work with different kinds of people
1: and just like delegating things when needed.
0: Those are great skills.
1: Um, One skill that I've definitely learned is hard work and like Mm -hmm. how to be able to, like, take on responsibility for yourself. Because with crew, you're moving around big set pieces, making sure all the props go to the actors and go back to where we have all them stored and make sure everything's organized and that everything is going to run smoothly. And it's just... It's been a really big lesson in how to like properly manage myself and the space that I occupy.
0: So I always I like to think of crew there's almost like a servant leadership aspect yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. You're not the one necessarily who's like in the spotlight, but you are through through your service to the show like you're literally leading what what is able to happen on stage and it's mm-hmm. so vital. Totally. Every single piece there, we all see how we're dominoes in this great project. You know, we can't we can't exist without each other. Mm-hmm. And when one piece is missing, we all realize how important each piece really yeah. is to the whole production. So it's, sometimes that part of it is terrifying because we know we all have to count on each other, but it's also the most beautiful thing, I think, that um, I see as a theater artist. Um, so I'm just curious if there are other things you might like to say about the show that have Are there lines from the show or lessons from the show that you might be taking away? Is there a favorite song that you have? What is cool about this production, Sadie?
5: Um, I would actually my favorite line isn't even my own. Okay. My favorite line is when Harrison goes, "Scoozie, Senora." (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) funny. He's just like so tall and a freshman and like he just slays it every time. Like he does such a good job saying that line and I just, backstage, every time I'm like trying to move and someone's on my mind, I'm like, scoozie. Okay, now, you
0: talked about, somebody called it, uh, you didn't use the word ridiculous, you used the word, I don't remember the word you used so. Well, I said it. wacky. Wacky. Yeah. All right, let's see if we can count how many dialects we have in the show. Well, oh. I'll start, I'll start. We have, we have. Hi British. Hi British. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. Kind of Cockney. Cockney. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti Italian. Italian, yes, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. What well, else we got? French. Um, Serbian. Southern. Southern. Southern, like yeah. Texan. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all of them? Uh, I think that's, so. That's seven. Um, I feel like we're missing one, but it's it has been so fun. Not just the music, like Tommy was talking about, but the, the dialects alone in the play. Everybody, we have several actors who are switching between a lot of dialects. You'll have to see the show to understand why that happens, but it's you know, fun, 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 fun. fun. Um, so what other what other songs, do you have a favorite song in the show?
2: Uh, my favorite song is, I know it might, it might be narcissistic, but it's my own, Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's such a great song. Is it it's, 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 it's it has a good message of trying to keep your cool in a high pressure situation. And, and counting you like your that. blessings. Exactly. Yeah
0: kind of being where your feet are and trying to see the glass is half full where your feet are yeah. yes
3: uh, my favorite song hands down is Rin's. Uh, oh, me too when sing so times good. like this it's just like hearing you sing it it's, it just speaks to me because it's like Rin's character is um, like at first like <laughs> you know like you're kind of fighting with the other lead Harry played by JR and they're like fighting over where's the money going to go because that's a big plot point in the show. And at first you're like, hmm, she's kind of annoying. And then she sings the song, <laughs> she sits down, she opens her heart out to everybody and it's so like vulnerable and relatable. That it's just like, it's so nice. And you sing it so well, like she does. <laughs> and, you know. and listen,
0: that song to me is one of my favorite songs in, in all of musical theater. Oh, yeah. it, it is beautiful. And I love that so many of our audience members have probably never heard it and are going to have a new favorite after they, they're going to be like, where has this song been my whole life? It's just beautiful. Okay, anything else about the show? Any moment in the show? We don't want to give anything away, but that you like, there's some strange things in our play.
1: (laughs) I think one thing that I always love is just, any scene with Rita in it. I just, I, Sadie, I love your character so much. All right, so Sadie, give
0: heart. us one line. Just a oh. oh. No, I'm no, 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 serious. Give us one little piece of the Brooklyn. Come oh on, pick gosh. one of your favorite you ones and, and no. own it.
5: You can do it. Oh, should I do the first line I say or should I do? Do um, do, do one of
0: your confession lines.
5: Oh, okay, my confession, um. Oh my gosh, I forgot all my lines
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're in the when you're in the hotel room and you're looking around.
5: Okay, I can do one of my confession okay, lines. I remember let's go one for of those. It. Okay. Look at this obituary. I found the Atlantic City paper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at this obituary. Oh my gosh. Listening to her do the dialect inside of the songs as well is just it's so much fun. It's and so fun. And so then and then um, Catherine has sort of a, a light Brooklyn. Yeah. And then Jr has sort of an English. So we the fun part is is a lot of them are in scenes together oh. and they're speaking to each other and they have to keep their own dialect while the other actors <laughs> got a different dialect.
3: I have to shout out another song or a Fury character. <laughs> oh, oh, so so characters like the like showgirl, like you're the person everyone has to come see, and you just come onto stage with gorgeous dress, looking amazing, all this confidence, and you just sing this song, and it's so catchy and it's so fun, and like everyone's dancing and stuff.
0: I love it. Don't we all want to secretly be Dominique De Monaco? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I just the dress and the the feathers and the hair and the boa, and I mean, Orfeh is just killing it. It's just, she's just doing such a great job.
5: I have to say that one of my like favorite things is, during the intermission, I stand right next to JR and then Orpheri, so I'm listening to British and French. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and you're <laughs> going well, in singing, the
2: middle.
0: And it's Atlantic just so City. hard. <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: I'm right next to two people speaking in Brooklyn, so <laughs> it's, nice. it's
0: like. Well, is there anything else you would want to say to audiences or our friends that might be listening, who are maybe on the fence about whether to come see so, our musicals? So you should grind Oh yeah. yeah,
1: just try it. I I come see know. it. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> genuinely, yeah. If you've Generally, never, s- sorry. Crazy I'm sorry. Too. Um, this musical has become one of my favorite ones of all time. Like <laughs> I, did, genuinely, I did not know anything about this. I had never heard of it when you announced like, oh, we're doing Lucky Stiff. I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, throughout this whole process, and even like at the first reading that we had, the first rehearsal, it just it blew me away I love this musical so much and I'm just so excited to have all of us share it with everyone so oh and so hey awesome. we're
0: doing a community outreach with this um, we're hoping anybody that comes to the show will bring some donations to pause to the shelter and if you do uh, we've got some special stuff going on for you so grab a bag of dog food grab some collars or leashes or Doggy Shampoo, we'll do it, as Annabelle says, for the dogs. Um, You got any special lines? And Why don't you tell us a little bit about the dogs in your world in the play? Give us a little plug.
1: Oh, wow. How many starving dogs? 25,000
0: starving dogs. And what do they need?
1: Oh, they they need food, they need tags, doggy toys, doggy bags. <laughs> All right, All
0: so, so, so Annabelle is asking you to please bring some stuff for the dogs. And um, if you'll bring those on show night, uh, we'll have people from Paul's there to take them in the lobby. Um, and so we, we can do something good with the work that we're doing in theater too, maybe for our community. Um, well, we have tickets available online. We hope you'll go to the website, look at our announcements page. We're selling tickets through Eventbrite. And uh, we hope so much that we'll see you in the audience seats this weekend. And um, thank you so much for supporting live theater at Darlington. We're glad you tuned in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at Darlingtonschool.org backslash podcast. If you have questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at DarlingtonSchool.org.
1: The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is alumni produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.DarlingtonSchool.org slash podcast.